Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series, previewing all 32 teams for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Esteban Bailey here with Amanda Paula. Today, we're going to be talking about Argentina. Vamos, Argentina! <laughs> One of the more successful teams in World Cup history, with two World Cup World Cups in their name, one in 1978 when it was hosted in Argentina, and the other one in 1986 when it was in Mexico, led by, of course, Diego Maradona and his hand of God. They have been runners-up three times in the original, the first World Cup in 1930 when they lost to Uruguay, in 1990 when they lost to West Germany, and in the most recent edition of the tournament in 2014 when they lost to Germany as well. However, they have boasted the likes of Diego Maradona and Gabriel Batistuta, uh, Batistuta and of course, their current talisman, Lino Messi. So it's not that Argentina has had an incredible amount of talent over the years. However, they have not won a senior-level international tournament since the 1993 Copa America was held in Ecuador, and they have been beaten in the finals of their last three major tournaments, the 2014 World Cup, the 2015 Copa America, and the 2016 Copa Centenario, beaten by Germany and Chile in the Copas. The weight may be getting to the players because they did not have a smooth qualification process, coming in fourth place and only securing an automatic spot in Russia on the last day of qualification after a messy hat-trick in Quito against the Ecuadorians. Now, Amanda, could you tell us a little bit about this Argentinian roster? I mean, they have perhaps the greatest player in the world in Messi, but tell me a little bit about some of the other great attacking players and some of the other players they have on this team. Yeah, Dybala is definitely a, a good a good player to watch. And Iguain, uh, they're really good in the attack line, but I, I don't think they, they're good in the defense lineup. You know, if you see the defense, defense lineup, I think they will, you know, that's the problem of the Argentina side because they do have good players in the middle and in the attack lineup. But in the Davos-led line, they are totally disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because they're basically relying on Javier Massacrano, who plays in China now, Nicolas Otamendi, who, while a champion of Man City, he has been a little bit up and down. I mean, it is interesting because, as we saw in the March uh, 2018 friendlies, um, they were comprehensively defeated by the Spanish national team. It was not uh, pretty. It was 6-1 in Madrid. Uh, truly just a kind of terrifying prospect if you're an Argentina fan because, uh, I mean, they had no answer for the midfield. You can have all the attacking talent in the world, but if your best midfielder is Eva Brenega or Lucas Biglia or Giovanni Lo Celso, I mean, that's not exactly the kind of midfield you want to go against Spain or Germany or even Brazil or France. I mean, we know that Argentina has Messi. We know that they have Higuain. We know they have Dybala. They have some of the best attackers in the whole world. All these attackers would make the starting 11 for almost every team in, on planet Earth. But Sampaoli, the new coach that was appointed last year, has not been able to find the right system, the right players to get this balance right. What do you think Argentina is going to need to do at this World Cup in order to be successful? They, they, Sampaoli definitely will need to fix uh, that problem, you know, and the midfielders, because I think uh, Giovanni Lo Celso is a good player. Yeah, he he's definitely a good player, but he's young, so to play uh, as Argentinian player in the World Cup, you need you have to have experience 
but he he he, did, he doesn't have experience at all. He he started to play at, as one of the eleven men in PSG uh, a year ago. I think it was only six months ago he started to play at PSG in the eleven men. So I think he he doesn't have experience at all. And I think this is the problem for Argentina because I think he's the most talented player in the mid, in the middle. But at the same time, he doesn't have experience to, you know, be a maestro for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the problem. And if the defense, I yeah. think he will. He need to put some energy like he did in Chile. You know. Yeah, actually, let's talk a little bit about Sampaoli because he was the manager of the Chilean national team for a a little while. He took them to the 2014 World Cup where they surprised the whole world by coming in second place uh, by defeating the Spanish national team, the reigning world champions at the time. Um, That was a team that included Alexis Sanchez and Arturo Vidal amongst a plethora of other really talented players. But his style at least from what we've seen from Chile and what we've seen from uh, there, from his time at Sevilla, is that of counter-pressing and free-flowing football, that you must play with 110% the whole time, you have to attack the other team, and if the other team cannot have possession, then you can always uh, force them into mistakes and get scoring, scoring goals. Now, that seems like a match made in heaven with this Argentinian team, especially with a, team, with a player like Messi, who if you give him the ball in the final third, Things are going to happen more so than with almost any other player in the world. He is an incredible creator and an incredible finisher. Um, but as you said, the midfield and the defense are a work in progress, and we're not sure that he's going to have enough time to make this team into a balanced squad by June 14th or whenever when the when his team starts to play in the World Cup. So I want to talk a little bit about their expectations for the tournament. They're in a very difficult group. I think we should focus a little bit on the group. They are in perhaps the group of death, Group D, with Nigeria, perhaps the best uh, African team. Iceland, uh, very famous for their victory over England in the Euros in 2016. And, of course, Croatia, which boasts maybe the be- one of the best midfields in the world with Modric and Rakitic and Kovacic and Perisic, etc. What do you think is their... How many points do you think they can get from this group? I think they, they got a draw with Croatia, but they will beat the others. Because we are talking about Argentina. They they have history in that tournament. And even if they are they threw a bad a bad qualification, you know, uh they are still they still have Messi and he could do everything. He could change the game. So I'm very I I have a positive feeling about about Argentina because they do have a history in that team. And if we see in 2010 in South Africa, Maradona wasn't a great coach. He didn't coach that team. He didn't manage that team. But even so, they, they went to the quarterfinals and they lost to Germany. So we're talking about a team who really has experience in the tournament. So I think they, they could, could be the first in the, the group. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I do think, even though this is the group of death, Argentina, even though they could be exploited by the speed of Nigeria or the rigidness of Iceland, 
or the midfield of Croatia, I do think that Argentina should come away with first place in that group. I mean, Messi is just too good. And we've seen at Barcelona that if you build around Messi, you can still win. It's not, <laughs> it's not a burden on him. But let's go beyond the group stage. Let's say, where do you honestly believe this Argentina team could go to? Are they a quarterfinals team? Are they a semifinal team? Are they a World Cup winner? What, what do you think is realistic for Argentina? Being a realistic, they could go to the same finals. But as I, you know, like a football fan, as a football fan, I want they go to the finals. You know, Mass deserves that. It would be uh, probably the last World Cup that Mass uh, were playing in Argentina's side. So I am very, I hope that Messi could go to the finals and beat whatever they face. Yeah, I think it would be... I think a lot of neutral fans that are not going to this World Cup are probably hoping for a Argentina-Portugal uh, match so that we can finally put to rest who's the best player in the world with Ronaldo versus Messi. That's extremely unlikely to happen, but I think a lot of football pl- fans would be very intrigued by that kind of final. Um, I personally... Do, realistically, I think this is a semifinal team at best. I don't really believe in their midfield. I don't believe in their defense. But I know that if I start not believing in this Argentina team, they're going to do something crazy because Messi is so good. You cannot bet against him. He is the most terrifying player to bet against in any situation in football. I, I'm i going to agree with you, sort of. I think a semifinal is realistic for them, but... I I would not be shocked at all if they have an early exit or a surprising exit at this World Cup, whether it's in the group stage or in the quarterfinals or in the round of 16. Yeah, and we need to remember that Argentina didn't uh, they didn't had a a great job in in the in the last two World Cups uh, when they get the qualified to when they got qualified to the World Cup but when they went to the World Cup they did a really good job so I think it could repeat yeah now, that makes sense not? yeah it is true they have had tough qualification periods before the World Cup but then as we saw last time around in 2014 they made the final so we can't count this team out you're right yeah it's totally you know it's but as a football fan, I really want Messi goes to the final. But as a Brazilian fan, at the same time, eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess. So on that note, that's our preview of Argentina. Plenty more previews to come. Plenty more teams to talk about as we continue our road to Moscow on the Top Flight podcast.